0: Page Avenue crew, and my name is
1: Adam. My name is Bobby Billy. My name is Billy Bobby, baby Billy. Stan, That's what I should have said Stan. That's a stupid That's name. Drummer Stan. <laughs> Stan. Like Packa?
0: No, like the Eminem song.
2: Ah, you're our biggest fan. Ooh-hoo. Yeah. Hey, do you, Adam? Do you remember when we were gonna change our names? Oh, our personal names. Yeah. Before, our legal we, names. <laughs> when we were gonna move to California, and we yeah. were gonna name our like name our names. our names. What were they gonna be? Come on.
0: I was for real. Mine was going to be legally Skull Adam Face.
2: You ready for mine? Yep. Julian Phoenix. <laughs>
0: <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> like for real. No. I was for real about it. Now we know. I was for real about it. We know a real dude whose given birth name is Jordan Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. Is that his real last name?
3: Yeah.
2: That's fortunate. Yeah. Cuckoo. <coughs> yeah. We were going to move to California, get the band signed, and, and have like new identities. Yeah. You know?
3: Like Nikki Six. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you guys didn't discuss that with us.
2: (laughs) Well, you just became Scoobs. Yeah, it's different. The Constable. That's, That's not legally my name. I think it's time to bring back the Constable. Yeah,
3: change your name legally to the
2: Constable <laughs> there's only, Wales. There's
3: only like four people on, <laughs> on earth that called me that, and they're all from Wales. <laughs> was it all Funeral for a Friend? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the only ones. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Some of
0: our, our core fan base, yeah, like the yeah, Discord folks, call do, you but that. It was because
1: that first In the Wake tour was with
2: Funeral for a Friend. And was Anna that that record? I think so. Oh yeah, it was. Yeah. I
0: just
3: did it as a joke.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I do remember those hearing those silly fuckers call you constable. It was great. That constable. Accent. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know they're they're back to point. They had a reunion. They're playing shows and shit right oh, that's now. That's
2: cool. Sick. So is a constable like a cop? Yeah. Like yeah. a sheriff? Mm-hmm. Like a mountie? It's just it's just like a <laughs> cop. I think <laughs> you should be the mountie. They're constable. <laughs> mountie Can- wills.
3: New record.
0: <laughs> Canada has constables, right? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Yo, is it no, Pierre? Sorry piero yeah de- he's a technically constable, a constable right? he me, might be, be a constable no he is for sure this is all coming back to me because i've called yeah, him constable talk, yeah yeah
2: oh, shout out constable
3: pierre <laughs> dang that's cool
0: samson and constable samson right they have
3: like a different word over there for detective too i don't know what it is uh dick uh-oh. in england you mean yeah
0: <laughs> the dudes who wear the hats no what are those guys called the bubby the lordy <laughs> No. The bobby what is that <laughs> like Bubby, <laughs> what's the bobby you said something about a toilet
1: <laughs> yeah. bobby no, and a lorry That's from Austin Powers the boots yeah, and but, Lori. but what the lorry and the bobby you said bubby they mean something mm-hmm. these these words have meaning ba- guys uh,
2: uh, that's a, a lorry's a truck oh, okay yeah. so the
1: bobby has something to do with the truck maybe that's the guy who drives the truck maybe the cop truck
3: the paddy wagon maybe the bobby <laughs> is like the it, dude can, the dude who drives it
1: god damn it bobby the, the boot's <laughs> the trunk yeah oh the boot yeah what's the bobby I don't
3: know. No,
0: Bobby isn't the Bobby like the driver, right? somebody say that?
1: That seems too easy. You <laughs> can't Bob, be Bobby. God damn it, Bobby. <laughs> I know that he does artwork for our band sometimes. Bobby.
0: Bobby <laughs> English <laughs> police. English police? Uh yeah. we're about to find out here. Bobby.
3: Yeah, they're called bobbies, I think. Uh, they used to be.
0: Bobby is a slang term for a member of London's Metropolitan Police, derived ah. from the name of Sir Robert Peel who established the force in 1829.
2: So your new nickname in the, is Bobby. <laughs> No, Bobby Wills. No, it's not. No, Bobby Beers. Constable Bobby, <laughs> but Bobby cop, Beers. Cop. <laughs> cop, cop,
1: cop, cop. It's cop, me. Cop, cop, <laughs> cop.
3: Mounty Constable Bobby. C O P. Police Academy. Collection of piss ants. Uh, come on, people. No, no. People. <laughs> my, my new next name is Commandant. <laughs> Commandant Wills. I got, yeah. I, got, I got a promotion. Yeah. I think it should just be Cop.
4: <laughs> cop Wills. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: cop Wills. Commandant Wills. Everything yeah. followed by Wills It's just, just
0: fun. Everything that starts with the Wills is fun too.
2: We should pause this and put it on Police Academy 4 on mute. right, we'll be it. right back. Let's do it. That movie is yeah. great. We just watched it. It was great.
0: We just, <laughs> we just paused it. We watched so it. so
2: good. Yeah, it was great.
4: Come
0: on <laughs> Well, uh, congratulations on your promotion to Commandant. To cop. Cop. I'm legally changing my
1: name from Daniel to Dan. I'm just, you know, it's too much confusion. Citizens on patrol. I posted something that was official and it had like Daniel Marcello in it. And then like 10 people are like, oh my God, your real name's Daniel? <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck do you think Dan is? Yeah,
3: like, it's quite a stretch, isn't Dan, it? Yeah, short for Danny. All right, you're <laughs> cop, you're Danny. Short for Anthony. D'Anthony.
2: D'Anthony. <laughs> D'Artagnan. Dude. Let me ask you uh, a question. When's the last time you guys made yourself throw up? Um, Epcot. (laughs) So Uh, recently?
0: Yeah, like two months ago, whatever. David Freeze's birthday party.
1: (laughs) I don't know the exact time, but within the last few months. Dude, just being drunk.
2: I did it stone cold sober like three days ago. Why would you ever do that? Check too many carbs. So my (laughs) daughter has this bird. It just died. It used to always fly around my house and it would always sit on top of my refrigerator. And sometimes it would shit on top of the refrigerator and they would get in like the door and stuff. Mm-hmm. Two days ago, I, I keep like frosted beer mugs in there and I pulled the mug out I went and bought these like awesome beers. I poured them in. I drank it. I, I drank like half it cause I couldn't stop. It. it tasted so good. And I looked at the bottom of the mug and it was covered in bird shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I was immediately like, dude, I'm going to get some kind of weird fucking virus, like bacterial Birds, infection too. thing, like some kind of weird yeah, I was like, I'm gonna get some kind of infection. I'm sure you can't eat bird shit. You like know? AVI, the avian flu? Dude, so I just stuck my finger down my throat. It wouldn't work, so I stuck a spoon down there. <laughs> I was over my sick with a spoon going, <laughs> dah,
4: dah, fucking spoon. Yeah.
2: God. I couldn't make myself get it. Yeah. Try a toothbrush. I was just I was in such a hurry. I was like, I oh no. I don't think you're supposed to use utensils either way. But- <laughs>
3: Chef's knife. <laughs> <laughs>
2: i don't know my finger wasn't doing Couldn't it throw up so i got a tire
0: iron I, I,
2: I just fully panicked i was like i get all this bird shit out of my stomach and i'm gonna like go to the hospital turns out i'm okay though okay quote f- for for Sony
0: discord i had to get all this bird shit out of my stomach <laughs> so i didn't have to go to the hospital yeah a belly full of white bird shit <laughs> dude it's scary yeah bird shit's terrifying yeah <laughs> Oh god, that's amazing! Man. Bears, rhinos, <laughs> bird shit. So you you weren't scared that the bird was just gonna fly out the door one day? Fly, you know what I mean? No,
2: like it was you like, got kids running in and out of the house and shit, right? No, I it like hey, it was so also, f- no, it was like, later. <laughs> but it was it was so fat it could only fly for like fifteen seconds tops, <laughs> and it would <laughs> fall. Does that squirrel still c- come to your house? or he die? Oh, I gave that thing di- the diabetes. <laughs> no, I used to feed a squirrel every day. He's gone. Wasn't it a girl
0: and her name was Hotchinks? I don't know what the sex was. Because she got pregnant, right? What? No, I think she did, just got did fat. You, did you say she had, she had little baby squirrels eating shit. cake every day?
2: <laughs> do squirrels eat cake? <laughs> uh, hey, Google, do squirrels eat cake? I don't think she was pregnant. I think she, I think it was just super fat. It ate weed cookies, you know? Ryan kept feeding it. Dude, it would, sc- it would scratch on the door. Like, I'd just be sitting there and it would come every morning and go like this on the glass door. It would just scratch like that and stand up like a fucking dog. And I'd open the door and it would just it would move like two feet. Sometimes I'd sit out there and it would just it would sit right next to me, like I could touch it if I wanted to. Squirrels are smart, dude. Dude, years, years I did this. They're years. really, really smart. And you
3: killed it with its food. All I gave it was nuts, mm. very fatty. Yep. it's too bad that squirrel and that bird couldn't become friends. Yeah,
2: maybe they were friends, you know, from from afar. Dude, I found out that bird. It just this is like a week ago. it Just died. We we just found out the bird was like forty five. 45? What kind of, like, a parrot or some shit? Yeah, it was a... a, macaw? It was a Quaker. She got it from Ashley's aunt. It's religious? (laughs) It was a very religious bird. No, but it was all, like... Devout religious bird. (laughs) Devout Quaker, turns out. Yeah. And it was 45. Wow. But wouldn't it be weird to buy a pet when you were, like, 10 and... You know, it was, you find out it's forty years old. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying like, say you bought a pet when you were ten. just bird's and it older than my you, dad, and it stayed with you until you were like fifty in your fifties. Wouldn't that be weird? Yeah, like your whole life to yeah, have like a fucking. Macaws
3: and shit will live to be like eighty.
2: Yeah, that's fucking weird. The thing about African
3: greys and stuff like that. Yeah. Some families have to have to pass it down.
0: Hey, so let this be a lesson to anybody who's trying to get an old ass bird, or a young bird, or a chimpanzee, or something that's gonna live the whole rest of their life. Don't bring that animal into your house. Yeah, Pick a different
3: animal. Don't get a chimp that'll rip your face off. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute,
0: so you're telling people not to get birds? Well, if a bird's gonna live for like 40 years, like think about that what before you- What if you want you...
3: a 40 year old commitment to a bird?
0: Yeah. If you want that, but think about what you're getting into before you commit to it. Well, yeah, usually. Yeah. yeah, but some people are just like, oh yeah, I'd love to have that, that'd be yeah. so don't cool. Don't tell me what to do. And then they don't. I yeah. mean, because then that animal I have a new bird sanctuary you don't know about in the house. <laughs> That animal's got to, you know, be rehomed, and it's just, it's fucking sucks for that animal, so.
3: I recently bought all the birds at the zoo. All of them? (laughs) And they live at my house. Out of your personal Mm fund. You're going to eat them?
0: (laughs) Eventually. So, so we tried to go to, uh, we tried to go to a baseball game today, and we failed. We didn't fail. It's not our fault. The weather failed us. Nature failed us. Uh, Josh got got tickets. How much were those tickets, by the way? What are we going to owe you in the future?
3: Nothing. Oh, your treat? I didn't, I didn't buy them. Oh, you acquired them? Yes. Cool. Well, hey, we'll go in June. We'll try it again in June. Dude, to be honest, it rained th- out.
2: it's sappy, but like when Scoob's like, when Cop Cop was like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you want to go to Game Bubble? I, I don't know. I, I didn't know it was just going to be just our band. I figured. So it was just going to be me and you? <laughs> no, I thought it would be like, I didn't know if it was like a, a thing with like, other friends and it were, or some kind of like thing we had. To, I don't. I don't. I didn't know what was going on. That it was awesome. That it was just our band going to a baseball game. You're the only other people I know that don't have jobs. <laughs> All right. so <laughs> well, we're we're just the people you know that have the coolest jobs. Yeah, but Timmy Best figured jobs. figured out a way to go. Still, he was already going. He's a boss. I just, I just thought it was like you got tickets somehow through Story of the Year and it was going to be like a, a thing. And yeah. it was not. Turns out it was just like let's just go to a game together. At this time. Thought it was nice. All my connects with the Cardinals are gone.
4: Yeah, mm.
2: everyone. Larusa was there. Yeah, I got all the tickets. You would just go to games by yourself. I feel like we just had this conversation on the we phone. Did. You would just go to games by yourself. Yep. Yeah, <laughs>
4: that's Love that cool.
2: Shit. I'm really happy for you.
3: Bobby Pujols is back. So yeah, yeah, he's like phase fifty or whatever he is. We don't know him
2: though. Mm-mm. No, I don't have his contact info. Hey, maybe we'll get to know him now. <laughs> Wait, didn't we, wasn't he at that that benefit we did for Tony Larusa that R thing? Pujols? No. Where was that? That was that here? We did.
3: Yeah. Yeah. No. Fox. Or was that in? What was it the fox mm-hmm. yeah it's uh, the only yeah. time i've ever played at the fox the fabulous fox the fabulous Dude. fox but like, except for us yeah but Wayne Wright right. and uh no the after thing for that one who who'd we talk to i know mark mcguire was there uh, like yeah we met him afterwards at the after party thing i remember we talked wait, to ryan did, terrio
2: hold on did we go did we go Dan, like danny terrio <laughs> danny terrio we, did we go in the locker room at some point for something yes yeah. I don't remember what it was. I just remember Skip Schumacher. Yeah. I just remember seeing the dude. was swollen as fuck. He was all mm-hmm.
3: down there all ripped and swollen yeah, shit. And Chris Carpenter looked at us and he hated us. <laughs> well,
0: everybody was in like jock straps in yeah. the room. <laughs> we we were were like, we, uh, what Freeze are we doing? He like,
3: was you want to come in and look real
0: quick? Yeah, yeah why? fucking
3: punkers. Why were we in the Cardinals locker room? Because we... <laughs> trying to see some jocks. Mm-hmm. I got... I saw a few. I got tickets. So I planned on going by myself that day. And I got tickets through La Russa. Yeah. <laughs> and then somehow from Freeze... Everyone else was able to go, and then we got tickets to like that Cardinals Club thing where mm-hmm. you get the wristband and everything like free up top. But we went down early to talk to Freeze, and then he showed us around a little bit. And then we went and hung out in LaRusse's office for like an hour before the oh, game. Okay,
2: yeah. now I remember. Yeah, yeah. We were talking strategies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tell them how to manage. And
3: then Mike Shannon came in <laughs> to do like his radio interview with Larusa, and we just sat there while he did the interview. Yeah, I remember. Oh, that was weird. Yeah. Did I? I didn't live here at this point, right? I don't think
2: you were here yeah, for this. I think this, you no. were in LA. Yeah, yeah. We were just in the, I was, LA. we were in the Louisiana locker room, basketball. front and Hollow, we, we were in there, and everyone was just like in their straps and shit. And we, like we went in there real quick. Yeah, yeah. And I,
3: I, just remember looking around, going, "This is cool." And then I looked at Chris Carpenter, and he was just staring at us, and I was like, <laughs> "Oh fuck, it's he like, hates me." Fuck are you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then he, Freeze took us down, and they showed us like the under the inside batting cages, and then took us up to the dugout, and then yeah, yeah.
2: And remember made... in, in LA last time we were there, Freeze took us. When he, he was with the Dodgers. Yeah, we hung out with him at batting practice. Uh-huh. Do you know what I remember most about that? <clears throat> Is being like, I've never been that close to a professional baseball player just when they like play catch. Oh, and yeah. they like barely move their arm and the ball goes like 7,000 feet. <laughs> yeah. <Do> you, yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. You guys know what I'm talking yeah. about. You know, like yeah. They would throw the ball so far. It'd be like me throwing it literally as hard as I can. And they were just going, mm. yeah. I and mean, when they would, they'd barely swing and it would yeah. just be like crack and go all the way. It's like, yeah. dude. I remember
3: meeting Freeze for the first time going, holy shit, you're huge.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, dude, think about it. Like, think about growing up playing Little League, playing sports and shit. Like, those people that we watch at banding practice, they're like the best of the best of the best of the best of the best. They're the 1%. On planet Earth. Yeah. You know, yeah. so you're like seeing, you're just seeing like the literally the best on the planet like do their thing, and you're that mm-hmm. close, and you see it. You're just like, well, I just remember seeing them. They're fucking huge. They're super athletes. Yeah. Like, well, because when you watch them on TV, they're all standing next to people yeah.
3: that look like them, relative yeah. size, so yeah. they don't look that different, yeah. just than, like basketball. Unless you're like David Eckstein. yeah, yeah, but like he's probably still taller than us. <laughs> no, he's definitely not. <laughs> Dude, he's shorter than me for sure. I'll no, show you a picture. He's every bit of like five eight, yeah, ten something like that. Yeah.
2: But even like, even basketball, like when you watch the, uh, they don't look
3: that big. On dude, the, when you
2: watch Jordan, like highlights yeah. of Jordan stuff, he doesn't look much bigger than us, but, uh, but he's like six, six,
3: four inches taller than me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, like when we went to the first time we did that thing with the Russo and the ARF thing where we just went and we didn't play. Mm-hmm. Were you there for that? I don't know. But like. It was in an arena, but I don't remember
2: which one. Oh, that was Schaffetz? in Chaffetz, yeah. Mm. We
3: went, like, underneath and, like, to the little bar section for, like, afterwards, and I remember seeing, like, Wainwright and Carpenter, who are 6'6 and 6'7. Yeah.
0: Pictures especially, tall yeah, motherfuckers.
3: Christy said, I was standing behind Wainwright, and she said, you look, compared to him, how Phil looks to you. <laughs> like, as far as... Like far as, and Gandalf. Like, as wide as he is and how tall he was. She was like, it was fucking intense, like... Like a twerp. Yeah. Definitely a twerp.
0: Dude, going back to your thing about them being the, the 1% of the 1%, just best athletes on earth, I always think about that. Anytime I hear anyone watch a game and say, like, oh, this fucking dude sucks.
2: Oh, dude. Like, come on. Oh, it's the worst. Dude. Yeah. Come
3: on. You go ahead. Go yeah. ahead. Get up there, bud. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hitting a baseball is the hardest thing to do in sports. That's what Fuck, I've heard. Man.
2: I wonder if that's, like,
3: legit. I've heard it across all sports. Like, a bunch of different athletes, different sports, saying it's the hardest thing to do, to hit, like, a... Like a fastball or a curveball. Like think about like curveball for sure. But like think about those dudes now that like consistently throw like ninety nine or hundred miles. <laughs> you don't see the ball. Yeah. yeah, you're guessing. Yeah, like when to like where the ball is going to be yeah. at.
2: I think short of like a hole in one, it's like something you do that consistently.
3: With, well, baseball happens more often, but like I see a lot of hole in ones.
2: Yeah, but more people hit a fastball than hit a home. But but like I think that's a different category. Yeah,
0: that, yeah. You know?
3: it's a totally different thing. But dude. Different like, circumstances.
2: Like, yeah. yeah. Even,
0: you know, as a kid going to like the faster or the fastest of the batting cage, whichever batting cage, you know, you did the different speeds, whatever, mm-hmm. going to the fastest one. That's just a stupid machine with a couple of tires throwing a fucking ball. And that shit was insane. I can't Dude, imagine. It has no don't movement, you, rem- don't like, you remember when we went yeah.
2: to Alaska? Uh, I don't think you were no, back I in the with those batting cages. Yet. Went to the batting cages yeah. and they, they were uh, like upper 80s, 90s, like the fastest ones I've ever been in. None of us could hit it. Yeah. You know, I, I, it wasn't the kind where you could see the arm either. Like those, we could probably, if you saw the. You if, could time it a little bit. You could time more. it. This one, it would just shoot out. And it was like 90. I remember it was in the 90s. Like I no, hit, none of us could.
3: Hit I did a couple, but it was left handed for some reason. Yeah. Because it's just a different, you're yeah. not looking at it the same. So I just threw the bat out there and it like. I it went, went in there all confident because <laughs> I played
2: baseball for so many years and I'm pretty good and shit. But like, dude, super humbling.
3: Dave's trying to get a softball team together again. Man, I don't know about that. I'm playing that. <laughs> I'm in All right. I don't think I can sports ball I love playing softball It's so fun
2: The only thing I don't like About softball Is some people Take it too seriously Way too fucking serious yeah. dude You know Those people suck yeah. Cause
3: we, it's we just like We played for
1: like Five or six years Yeah And uh It was fun to play those guys Cause like I would have My shirt always said 666 on the back <laughs> <laughs> And like <laughs> I would just be Only oh, like, the
3: one dude On the team that I would took just it be seriously. laughing We made fun of him And the getting time. drunk yeah. yeah I didn't give a fuck But then if it's just like That's like
2: their escape from yeah. that's like their escape and i, I
3: don't know reliving like their younger years yeah. but like I, it was just it's just fun for me yeah I don't,
2: yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: it's fucking as, great as soon as real competition gets into any sport i'm out even as a kid like when soccer because i played soccer from the time i was like six up to high school and as soon as competition got real it just wasn't fun for me anymore i didn't See, fucking I don't, care
3: i don't mind that if i'm if i'm in a, in like a position where it, it is competitive that's fine because everyone's on the same mindset. Like, if you're playing like a beer league softball, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you have yeah, like yeah. dudes just, yeah, you know, we're, right. we're
1: still trying to win. It's like, yeah, ah, yeah, we, but when yeah. we don't, I'm like, oh, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you try to like, you, yeah.
3: you try, but yeah, like, yeah. if you, if you fucked up, it wasn't like, what the fuck man, yeah. Some people do get mad, and yeah. you're like, okay, you fucking hitting the game, bro. Show, yeah, out, you're bro. just like, well, come on, up. cop, get your head in the game. Come I'm on, really, cop.
2: I'm really competitive with myself, but I'm with you, like, once. People are like super serious, and it's like you get into like bro shit. People are insulting each other yeah, and stuff. Like, it's like, dude, cares. we're we're too old. Being competitive, <laughs> like
3: to yourself, like you really want to like do yeah, yeah. well. That's one thing. But For like, sure. if you're yelling at somebody else on your yeah. team at a beer league softball yeah. game, get that's fuck just out. you gotta go, man. Yeah,
1: that was rare. Not on our team that we hit, were on.
3: No, nah, there's only one dude that took it seriously, but Bernie. Yeah, I'm gonna put it out there. Yeah, <laughs> Bernie knows. Yeah, he we, he, we he made, made, made fun of him he, every time. Of, every time he hit the
1: ball. <gasps> Bernie's awesome, but yeah, he would get way too into it, and we'd make fun of him. Yeah, yeah. Nerd alert! I'll play sports with you.
2: I love sports. I need a new glove. My this shit is so expensive. Like a real, like legit good like glove, a
3: real, real one. Yeah. Oh, don't get a real, real one. They're too
2: fucking expensive. You get like sixty dollar one, you'd be fine.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, got, sports. I got a couple. I'll sell you one. Uh, why don't you just give it to me since so <laughs> you're rich? <laughs> hey, speaking of,
0: uh, you know, speaking you, of selling shit. Yeah, just give it to me. Let's talk about. I know we've all been kind of like dancing around it because. It's a bum out. Let's talk about our friend Greg. Greg Hopped. Rest in peace. He, uh, at the time of this recording, died, I don't know, about a week ago. Greg, for anyone who doesn't know, you, if you're following us on social media, you probably saw. But Greg was the original rhythm guitar player of Story of the Year for a couple years, right around like 2001, 2002, when we moved out to Southern California. We got signed with him in the band. We did some really, really cool shit. With Greg, had a lot of ups and downs as well, but I don't know. He was a great dude. He was a talented dude. He was a big part of some bands in St. Louis, made a big impact on us as people. And it's just a fucking massive, terrible loss. It fucking sucks. So we wanted to talk about him and tell some stories and shit today. So
2: here we are talking about Greg. Yeah, man. This shit's fucking crazy. It's just like a huge reminder that, like, It could be any one of us anytime, man. Yeah. You know, it's scary, but it's also like a reminder to like, you got to live life, man. Mm-hmm. And you got to fucking, you got to make it count because that, that that could be any one of us. It's not like he was super unhealthy. It's not like he was fucking smoking two packs of cigarettes today. And, you know, it's just yeah. a normal dude living a normal life and just wakes up one day. It's like, oh, you have cancer, you know? Yeah. And. It was colon cancer. How old was yeah. he? Started? He's a little younger than, than us. He yeah. wasn't even 40 yet. No, I knew he was a little younger than we were kids like, yeah, I mean, not to be too dramatic or sappy or anything, but like fucking perspective, you know, mm-hmm. you know, like everything we talked about at lunch, we want to do this, we want to do this, we want to do this, this frustrates us, all this stuff. It's like a healthy person wants a thousand things. A sick person wants one thing, you know? Yeah.
0: And Hey, where'd you hear that? Did you make that up? Or did somebody say that? Cause that's fucking brilliant. I've just heard that
2: 20, 20 different times, 20 different places. Confucius. It's great. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, it's like it's easy to lose track of that, you know, and I think all of us are super guilty of, you know, taking a lot of shit for granted, you know, and you don't have your health. motherfucker, dude. You know, what else really matters in the grand scheme of things? So, yeah, that shit was hard, but it's also like the upside, to is it, is it really makes you thankful for every fucking breath you take, man. You yeah. know? Like, I, I see that stuff, and it's like, ugh. I, I just think about his kids, his wife, and all that stuff. It's just, yeah. it's the fucking worst,
0: you know? Dude, you know what? This is like, when I when I think back, I'm thinking of this right now, but when I think back 20 years from now about life, I'm really going to think about these two, three years, whatever, in a really significant way, because when Matt Emelung died, you know, in addition to being devastating to have a, a young friend like that just die out of nowhere it re- it was a huge wake up call for me about the reality of how fragile we all are, you know, like cherish every moment, get your shit together, do everything you possibly can in your life. It really contributed to my midlife crisis of, Oh fuck, I have to like spend my time being creative and being that person rather than clocking in somewhere. And then a couple of years later, this happens with Greg and I happen to have just quit my day job to be a full-time creative person again. And it's like a really fucking makes you think about like destiny and fate and shit and feel the cosmos for a minute and think like, holy fuck, these are the bookends to this period of my life, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, it has me, in addition to being super fucking bummed out and devastated by the whole thing, it has me like reignited.
2: Dude, you say the word cosmos, you know, it's like you think about universe that thinks about 14 billion years old, right? The earth you know, six billion years old, whatever, a human life on average right now is like 80 years. Mm-hmm. It's this. It's you know? nothing. It's like in in when you put it on that kind of time scale, here's your life, here's your birth, there's your death. It's like, that's it, you know? Mm-hmm. The time is so, it's like all we have, you know? So that's pretty cool that you think of it that way, you know? Yeah. Because it fucking sucks, you know? And we're, we're to the age where... Unfortunately, this will be more and more frequent, you know.
0: Yeah, I keep thinking about that, dude.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's that's just part of life, you know. Yeah. Um, But uh, I think that's really cool and really healthy that you think of it that way, you know. Because Matt shit fucked me up, dude. Mm -hmm. I didn't. I didn't know. Now knowing what I know now about like everything, like I think I had like some form of like PTSD from it. It like fucked up my sleep. It fucked up like everything. Like it really fucked me up. Yeah, dude. Like I thought I processed it all. I was like. I mean, I was in the hospital with him, like, holding his hand within yeah. 24 hours of him dying, you know? Yeah, same. And I thought I was cool. I thought I processed it. But, like, that shit, it just, like, came out, you know, in, yeah. like, through, like, insomnia and through, like, other things. And I was, like, it took me until after. I was, like, oh, yeah, I guess, like, one of my favorite people in the world died. It's, like, first of all, our friend group to die of something that's not, like, a car crash, you know? Right. And, like, it really affected me uh, just, like, on a subconscious level that I wasn't even aware of, you know? Yeah. Shit's crazy. And for me, not to just like... We want
0: to get to like telling some stories about Greg because he was amazing and funny and just a fucking awesome person. But two minutes more of the pity party. Uh, I loved Matt. He was fucking amazing. But I've spent so much more time with Greg. Mm -hmm. We've all spent so much more time with Greg, probably all together. I was closer with Greg. And, dude, the Matt thing just fucked me up. And this is like like I'm I'm I think I'm keeping it together better because I'm not going and clocking in somewhere you know mm-hmm. what I mean like I would I would go clock in at the fucking mo- I worked at Apple I can say that now and I would just stand there and just think about it yeah and just be like miserable at my job and thinking about my friend being dead you know what, yeah. what I mean mm-hmm. and so that was rough uh so this is even worse but I have like the positive side of it the motivation knowing that I'm now in this chapter and we together are in this chapter and thinking about how greg lived his life and what he did with all the ups and downs of it and it's it's motivating and inspiring despite
2: the uh the impact of the loss mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah i think that's a profoundly healthy way to look at that you know
1: the thing about greg was uh we had a lot of ups and downs with him obviously he was in our band for uh only like a year or a year and a half and then we kicked him out of our band. Yeah. Then later there was lawsuits. There was a lot of things. So we were disconnected from each other for 17 years or so. And then uh, slowly, you know, we became friends slowly over the years again. And then we did our live streams a couple of years ago, which is weird. That's it been a couple of years now, but Fuck. we asked Greg to come up and play a song in our live stream thing. And that was the first time we'd been on stage together in like 17 years. So that was really cool to like get to do that again. And he, we knew he was sick at the time and, you know, he kind of, alluded to the fact that he knew he wasn't really going to pull through this whole thing, but yeah, it's still crazy. Even if it's been a year and a half to be like, Oh, it really happened now.
0: But yeah, yeah.
1: But yeah, we went through a lot together with him before
2: being not friends for a long time. So it's a weird relationship. It's so much happened in that year, year and, and a half. half or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're in it less than two years. Like so much happened in that. You think about that. We played some stuff in St. Louis Got in a van. He, like, toured a lot of the country with us in a van. Canada, the whole shit, yeah. Got a record deal, you know, like, moved to California. I mean, like, we were just fucking young-ass kids, and like, hey, we're gonna move to California, make our dreams come true, man. We're gonna be in a band, blah, blah, and Greg was, like, one of the only people in St. Louis that we could see, like, doing that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, because we
1: were were this four-piece
2: for a while, Yeah.
1: and we weren't really planning on having a fifth member, but... Greg just kind of fell into our laps. Like we played with his band, Disturbing the Peace. And we were like, that'd be cool to get that guy in our yeah. band.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: Didn't we ask him to join the band when we had already planned on moving? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. He's the only person that's like, hey, you want to join our band? We're already doing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So we played a show
0: at Mississippi Nights, a venue that is has been gone for 15 years probably. Yeah. Um, it was a famous venue in St. Louis. We played with Disturbing the Peace, his band. And we had already been, talking right we had been hanging out with him he had the another band called the ofr which
1: was like a funny that's punk, right pop punk band so yeah. i think we like really liked them and maybe they played with big blue monkey too
0: yeah yeah
1: i really liked disturbing the peace too yeah yeah we yeah, liked same. them both mm-hmm. but who later became a dare a lot of the members became a dare from st louis as well but or rob at least was it only rob no jeff no. uncle mike uncle mike yeah jeff wasn't in disturbing the peace no jeff joined later it oh, was no, yeah. um he was in not waving but um, anyway, I'm just saying that those couple of the guys went on to form a dare later. Continue, Dan. Uh, <laughs> so uh, <when laughs> we, not- had, we had played with the OFR, I think, as well. His fun band. What was I saying? I don't remember.
3: Yeah, we played with them um, at the Galaxy. I remember that. So,
0: I don't know. You were talking about Mississippi Nights. I don't know what we were saying. I, I don't know exactly when we said, "Hey, man, do you want to join our band?" But
3: there were there were some s- sneaky practices. Yeah, yeah. I, I would assume
0: Rob and and Mike know
1: about. Yeah, point after. But we were really good friends with Disturbing the Peace as well. We us toured Big, with Adair that they, they, yeah, they, yeah. they know those stories. Yeah. Later, yeah.
0: later we all became friends and it was great. But we basically were like, hey man, do you want to join our band? And he's like, sure. And <laughs> we played this last show. Oh, it was our going away show that they mm-hmm. played, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they had played the one weird. before that too, I think. I think it was like back to oh, back.
3: we played uh, we played where they headlined though. Yeah.
0: That's right, that's right. But point being, Greg came up and played two songs with us. Like yeah. Hey, our friend Greg's gonna come play a song with us. Our friend Greg from Disturbing the Peace. Nah, now he's gonna play two. Now he's gonna. (laughs) And
1: everybody in Disturbing the Peace is looking at us like
3: what is happening
1: right oh, now? Man. Is he in their band now? He yeah. really knows how to play those songs. Yeah, because we had <laughs> yeah. been practicing for weeks. With yeah, that's what
3: you do when you're kids. Yep. Yeah. yeah.
1: especially. So, so we stole him from our friends. That's important what Josh said. Yes. Yeah. 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 Especially you know, in a you, city like
0: St. Louis where like-
1: You share the, your girlfriends, you share your friends. <laughs> yeah, it's all yeah. good. Yeah. 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 We're in a city like St. Louis County. where there's
0: like a small, uh, a pretty small pool of musicians who, like all of us, like I came from a different band. When I was in that band, Ryan was playing guitar. Like we were all pretty incestuous, so like
4: mm-hmm.
0: we we made this final lineup where someone like Greg, who had the means to be like, yeah, I can move in three months. Yeah, let's do that. Fuck it. He moved to Orange County with us, and we he spe- literally
1: had like well we had known him for a little while, but yeah, he joined the band and like two months later moved out of his hometown. Yeah, it definitely wasn't that long across the yeah, country yeah. with four guys he didn't <laughs> hardly even know.
2: Yeah, <laughs> moved. He's lived at home with his parents. Like, we
1: played
3: the point thing with us, right? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the point yeah. fest
1: where we ended up getting signed eventually. Hold down. Because we talked about it. Greg was probably either the one or at least part of the uh, putting the tape on Goldfinger's bus. Yeah. I feel like that was Greg.
3: I
0: think it was. Yeah, it yeah, was too. Uh, he for sure put it on there. We, we Felton got a few of those copies from all of us, but Greg is the one yeah. just bold, audacious motherfucker that was like, I'm going to go open up this bus
2: door yeah, and yeah. put the shit on there. yeah.
1: So we so might we, owe it all to Greg. We might not be
2: here talking if it wasn't for Greg. Yeah.
1: Well, we definitely wouldn't be in this form. It's something, you know, it was a big step in us getting yeah. to where we were. Yeah. So we
2: we did a few things like along the way in... Hold on, hold on, hold on. Do you guys remember going to his house to ask him to be in the band and we, do you guys remember this? Talking to him, and he put that spotlight on himself. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, was yeah, he was that? like
1: interrogated. Yeah, he he's, did, got, he did. he's like, hold on. Oh, are we having a meeting? Hold on.
2: Yeah. And, and he, he, he and set up, his own spotlight. Yeah. He set up a stool <laughs> and put a spotlight on it, like, like a police interrogation kind of spotlight <laughs> yeah. right on his face. And he's like, okay, now talk to me. Now tell me. Yeah. And, oh,
4: God. We're like, and just, uh,
0: do you want to be in our band? Yeah.
2: And he yeah. was like
0: that dude. Like everything was over the top and ridiculous. And he so was like a walking yeah. cartoon. Yeah. And he knew it, you know, he was like such a big personality and we love that about him. Ultimately it ended up being like one too many big personalities in our band. And that's kind of why it didn't all work out. But nonetheless, anybody who knows Greg knows that he's a lot to handle sometimes. Yeah. And then we're a bunch of fucking, you know, we're
1: all
2: a lot, you know? So it was like, it was the one to this day one of the funniest things oh, yeah, of yeah, all it was fucking, fucking time, dude. And like then he, he just,
0: had he had that giant backpack, <laughs> yeah. it, giant Jansport backpack. Yeah, yeah. yeah so dude, it, was, it he, was like like six feet tall. It's it, like huge. It was like a display at a store.
2: This is that 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 backpack. Okay, first <laughs> the first thing was going to his house because he moved from his mom's house. We all lived with our parents and shit, mm-hmm. but his parents' house was uh, on a just different level. It was a different level than our parents' house. I'll just say that in a different area of the city. Yeah. Yeah. So we pull up to the fucking fresh Prince of Bel Air's house. And it's like, (laughs) you know, and then he's, and then, you know, that all happened. And then when he was saying, yeah, I just got this backpack. So that'd be a funny joke. It's like, I, I was like, he paid like 80 bucks for it. No, he paid $200. Oh, I'm, sorry, for it. Yeah, I'm sorry. He paid $200 <laughs> for his backpack. And he I bought remember, it
0: from like a sporting goods store. Cause it was a giant display one. It like was, yeah. you could get in it. It was yeah, five, yeah. fully, Tall. you could get inside. But this that backpack. was,
2: that was like the other thing that like always stuck with me is like, I'd never, I, I'd never even had $200 to my name <laughs> yeah. and he could just, <laughs> just buy a $200 backpack. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, where is that backpack? He sold it. He said, Oh fuck. But yeah. he would walk around, I guess it, when he went to community Mary-Mack, college for a little bit. Yeah. yeah. He would walk around with that.
0: Yeah, he said he built out inside of it like a giant cardboard frame, yeah. so it looked like it was full of books. Yeah, yeah. And he
2: would carry it, <laughs>
0: so, it and set it on his
2: desk. So that that <laughs> right there sums up Greg Hops.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So of course we
0: wanted him in our band. Yeah, because yeah. so why wouldn't you want that guy in your band? And yeah, that, at that yeah. point, especially like every dumb idea we got, we're like, oh, we're gonna do that stupid fucking thing, and that yeah. was our, you know, our VHS
2: tape that we put out you know, the, the ape shit thing, and then the EPK later. And he was a dude that was like. Like, okay, so we've had other, in the past, other people, we get these w- weird ideas and it'd be like, oh, I don't know, blah, blah. Greg was always yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Hey, dude, I'm eating a bunch of ice cream and
0: throw it up on you.
3: Okay.
2: Yeah. You
0: know? Like, he, he was like dude, the epitome of, of yes and. Yeah. On every yeah, dumb yeah. idea mm-hmm. we ever had. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
3: we'd go to his house and play Halo till... Dude, he's
0: the reason, first time I ever played Halo, reason I bought four an Xbox. In the morning, I'd be yeah. so mad driving home.
3: <laughs> yeah, it like, yeah. was like a 25, 30-minute drive yeah, back. four in the morning, just going, uh. He
0: also just, like, he, the dude just had fucking endless energy. So when it came to, like, thinking about something like moving, like, who has the fucking energy and the will to just go for it under any circumstances? Clearly, it was Greg. Yeah.
1: Dude, so he was only, like, we were, like, 20, 21-ish, twenty twenty-one. He was only like eighteen then. Whenever we, uh,
2: moved. we were, how tw- is this possible? If he wasn't even forty yet. No, we. I I was twenty two because I'd been able to. That's
1: two
3: years younger than yeah. me at least. Well, we
1: were. So that means I was. I turned twenty one when we lived in California. So he had to be yeah. nineteen. I could only what buy beer for man.
3: like a year when we moved out there. Two thousand two, we moved.
2: Yeah, we. Okay, moved, it was right after my twenty so first birthday. Nineteen. It was right after my twenty yeah. first. birthday. June.
1: Yeah.
2: Right. June. Okay, 20- so he was a late teenager or an early. 20s. That's just weird. I didn't yeah.
1: realize that he was that young. Even.
3: Yeah either
1: way. It's either way he was younger than us and then he was just like fuck it, I'll go.
3: Yeah.
1: I'll move to California with you guys. Yeah. I'll be in your band. Yeah. And we we're like, fuck yeah. <laughs> and uh and then you know, it's like uh meeting this hot chick that's uh, really cool and then you live with her yeah. for 6 months and you're like, I, I don't know if we get He's along that well.
3: A fantastic person. It just but we were all young well, as fuck. Yeah, we were working, just weirdo. Just working wise it just didn't mesh. Yeah. And we got signed
1: is. as Big Blue Monkey still. We got signed with him in the band. He's on the original contracts. We recorded Until the Day I Die, Anthem Over a Dying Day, and Razor Blades with him in the band. Mm-hmm. Wrote and recorded all that while Greg was in the band. Twice. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Demos yeah. and oh, did he yeah, do yeah. those? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah he, he was on the original
0: yeah, Until yeah. the Day I Die demos and everything. Didn't every he introduce us to Kevin you yeah. make yeah. 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 That was yeah. his yeah. neighborhood. Yeah.
2: Oh, those demos. I remember seeing Disturbing the Peace, and Greg had that uh Mesa and those like Les Pauls, and like he just had like actual like vintage Les Pauls when we were kids. Yeah. It's like they just sounded so. Yeah, that whole good. band had like great like equipment. They, they were just like so good and
3: so solid. And Mike had an Orange County drum set. Yeah. Like I'm just, I'm then. just saying, it and
2: wasn't yeah. all just his personality. He was actually a really good musician too. Oh, you yeah, know? For sure, yeah, yeah. And he, yeah, just, he was the only one that could like step up and handle the whole deal. And he really cared. Like yeah. his stuff was all in order. Like his gear was good. Like he just, you know, like dude. He, even, even at the fucking live streams, like he
0: called me multiple times. Yeah. To be like. Dude, so what should I bring? I I don't I don't want to fuck up, you know. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. You know, in the usual yeah. Greg speech. Well, the funny thing yeah. is is like not it's not funny, but it's just when even when he came to rehearse with us, it wasn't weird. No. Like it was just no. like yeah. 20 years ago. Yeah. Like there was no like
1: it was only weird cuz I was looking over and seeing Greg play razor blades with us. Yeah. And I was like this is in uh, uh, it was in, amazing,
0: dude. I, I indescribable it. to my
3: own brain. I was yeah. like, "What yeah. is
0: happening right now?" I loved it. It was
3: so cool. Yeah
0: it's weird. Like I I would have conversations with him around that. I mean, even all along, you know, the few years that, you know, from when we became friends again until he died, where I would reference things because that time that he was in the band, so much shit happened. I would reference things about bands and touring and equipment and all the shit about being in a band to him, assuming that he, he just knew, he just knew and would relate to anything I would say because number one, he was so professional even before we were, and he just like was a part, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. in my mind, he was there much longer well, than he A lot of it probably
1: was. was still relevant because we still say shit about him or just yeah. quotes that we said. Because at that first six months of living in California, that was, that was a huge part of our lives. Oh, right? yeah. dude, yeah. And he was there for a lot of it. Yep. And you know, obviously, you know, through all that. So even when Phil was in the band later, we would still reference so many things. They'd be like, oh, no, that wasn't you. That was Greg. You yeah. know, and it
0: was just always like, yeah.
1: oh, fuck, that was Greg. Yeah.
0: Yep. And, you know, we do the typical like old dude thing where we make the same jokes for 20 years and like even I love pizza. A Greg that's line. That's Greg. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's Timmy. But But then Greg did the thing in the video where we slowed it down where he, you remember ah. he had the fucking, he had that is wig that on or whatever. Remember in the EPK? I don't know. I love I haven't pizza. Seen it so maybe long. that was
1: a Greg. I just thought it was Timmy whenever, or maybe he used
0: that quote in the DVD later whenever yep. Timmy's in his underwear. Greg is wearing like a wig or something and he's filming. I think he filmed himself, but we slowed it down. And he says, I love food. Like in it's slow like motion. It's in
1: like in the room in California. Yes. Yeah. 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 You know? So like. we were all doing like our interviews for the, for this thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Me He's and Greg, like, I'm you,
0: Greg. Greg. I love pizza or something. <laughs> no, yeah, something exactly. Like that. <laughs> Me and Greg had bunk beds. You did. Yeah. In the house in Orange County. So three bedroom house. We talked about this before. Three bedroom house, eight people.
1: What was our address? Let's put it out there. One so four people, eight five two Alcester? Alcester. That's Al- right. One four eight five two. Holy shit. I
3: feel like uh, Wiley w- He just. Wiley went, there went by there yeah. and took a picture of How it. How do
1: you say that street? Alchester Alcester? Alcester. I think. I, Alchester? think. I don't
3: think any of us figured it out. We all no. say Alcester. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <sighs> anyway, it's in Westminster. People go by that house and take pictures of it for us.
3: Oh I'm gonna I'm gonna find the exact right by Westminster and Bolsa. Dude, Bolsa. look it up yep. on Zillow. What, what is it? One, Wait no magnolia in Bolsa. Magnolia and Bolsa, yeah. yeah there's a 7-Eleven right there. Yep. What's
0: the street number again? 14852. Okay, here it is. There it 14852 is. 14852 Alcester Street, Westminster, California 926
2: <laughs> 926- Eight three. Zestimates eight fifty four. Eight hundred and fifty four thousand. <laughs> that
1: 000. house is eight hundred fifty four thousand dollars in this market. Dude, yeah. it was like five hundred thousand back then. I was like, God, it's
2: stupid. We, it like, <laughs>
1: we were renting. uh ladies and gentlemen. I was yeah, yeah. gonna say fellas. Like well, only dude, fellas, listen,
2: fellas, fellas, uh, fellas. Yeah, it's a thousand square feet. We still got that orange tree in the backyard. There was, eight, eight eight was eight people like, renting it, it was like two fifty, 250, two fifty three. When we, because yeah. I, re- I remember someone telling me it was like, or maybe Gene was like, yeah, it's like two fifty three, and like growing up in St. Louis, that'll yeah. get you. Especially in yeah. 2002, that would, get you, a, ago, that yeah, that would was, get you a fucking mansion We and were like, those. damn,
3: that's a fucking expensive house. It was $1,500 a month. Yeah, yeah. You we can't, right now in this
2: market, you can't, that's about as cheap as you can get a house in California right now. You we know? Yeah. we paid, we paid here. like
3: 250 bucks a month for rent.
0: Dude. <laughs> there it is. But I, we fucking went for it. Like, so it was. So there was eight people who lived in the house.
1: Yeah, so Josh and Greg in a room. I don't think ever, eight people because it was like the girls kind of stayed, but I don't think yeah. they were paying rent necessarily, but. Ryan and me. In a room, Hugh Oakie, and Jenny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In the other look at the, room. Just look at that house. So it was basically six of us that like were moving to pay rent with John Oaks. It was the yeah.
2: Four, or yeah, the five of us, including Greg and then John Oaks. Dude, just for real, pull that up and just look at that house. This seems like a different life ago. Dude, oh, amazing. dude, yeah,
0: I looked at Wiley's photos. It's fucking yeah, amazing. Wiley was just. It's there like it looks picture. the same. I yeah. can like smell it. And and then Nick Lambrew, friend of you know from from the disturbing the peace Lindbergh School District friend group, anyone who's outside of St. Louis, sorry. Um, younger a brother friend, friend of, of, Greg. of Tom Lambrew, who was a, like a one-time, just for a minute, member of Disturbing the Peace, friend group, whatever. He moved out there. Unfortunately, the day that we kicked out Greg, it was really weird.
1: Oh man, this is a great story. You gotta got tell it. Did he this move out so there? Funny. He moved out there. He was he like, like, hey, like, do he you was mind? Coming? If my, yeah,
0: go ahead. Yeah, do you mind if my friend moves out there, moves out here, and moves in with us? He could, he doesn't he was care. Like, he'll just stay in the back uh, sunroom.
1: Yeah.
2: He, no, he built a tent over a, uh,
1: Like a a jacuzzi or whatever a jacuzzi that wasn't in
2: use. Yeah. Don't you guys remember that? But he was like,
0: he'll just stay in the sunroom in the back. It had a jacuzzi thing in it. Yeah, well, because we had that other part that had the futon and shit. Yeah. we were
3: like, cool, whatever. Yeah.
0: So instead of just sleeping on the futon, he built that fort in the jacuzzi. Yeah. But here's the
3: other thing too. Remember? So like we kicked Greg out, but then he was there for like another two weeks while we were recording a record.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Being being the fucking coolest dude ever. We were like, you don't have to leave, but like this is how good this,
2: this is how good this dude is. That tremolo pedal. That he had for disturbing the peace that was like that was like when he's there was a part in the disturbing peace song where he kicked it on it was like dot, 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 dot. i remember being like so impressed by that and he brought that same pedal to california and i was using it for something like i had it hooked up in my pedal chain and he was leaving he's like you can just have it man like i'm i'm probably just like done with music you know i'm, I'm probably <sighs> just like i'm not gonna use it i was like dude take your pedal man like you know and it's like and then he like he left when while we slept Cash like, just gone yeah but like he was You know, we asked him to join the band. We did all this cool shit. And then, you know, we asked him to leave. And and, and that's how he handled it. He's like, you can just keep this pedal because you're probably going to use it more than me. Man. What a fucking first class human. And at that point, we we were signed. And, you know, there was a lot of excitement. But
1: we had no idea what the record was going to turn out to be. We recorded those few songs. And, you know, we knew until the day that I was a good song. And Greg was excited about it. But we had no idea if the record would come out or if it
2: wouldn't even come out. Who fucking knows, you know? And, Um, dude, it's like... It was a weird time. I think it's... I mean. I promise I'm not trying to like paint us in a better light or whatever, but I think it's after 20 years of doing this, I don't think story of the year can ever be anything else besides us four. Mm-hmm. If there's other musicians, like it has to be like a higher on situation or just people we collaborate with or whatever. But like, I don't think it's Greg's fault at all. I don't think it's anyone's really fault in this room. Um, just didn't work. Yeah, It's just like you, in the long term, you ever had a boyfriend or girlfriend didn't work out yeah. or most marriages don't work out. It's hey, like
0: you ever tasted two different foods. that taste great, but don't necessarily go in the same bite. Just saying. It's like, yeah, it's Lettuce not. And tacos. It,
2: it wasn't. <laughs>
0: yeah. I was going to say like ice cream and like
2: barbecue, but yeah, yeah. no. All right. You like not, that? Not his okay. fault. Not anything he did wrong. Um, I just think that's important to like, yeah, kind of visit that idea for a minute. Because yeah, it's just when it came down to I, it, I just don't want people listening to think that like we kicked him out cause he was shitty or a bad no, no, no. musician or a bad person or hard. Like it's just, we just have a very fucking unexplainable thing between the four of us that just fucking works and it's no one else's fault. You know?
0: Yeah. And we had, we already had like kind of like the big brains in the band that are saying like, here's how the band kind of goes. And we, we have different roles in an unspoken way. Right. And then when a, another big idea person comes in, who was that dude in his other bands, sometimes there's just not space for all of those like big ideas people because everything greg did everything that he led whether it was disturbing the peace or the ofr or his business he's that guy and he fucking killed it crushed but you know sometimes there's just like there's trouble when you when you try to match those things together and we were fucking children basically children male children you know like it was weird because none of us were like mad at each
1: other no i mean we were all like dude I don't think it should be in our band. And it was just like this week long process of us all talking about it. And we went back and forth a lot about it.
2: Mm-hmm. And it was like, all right, even the conversation was, yeah, I didn't want to bring up the Feldman really, thing. Really cause, I, yeah. Cause I didn't want to like, no, I mean like it's part of history. Yeah. I don't want to be that dude trying to like blame other people for decisions that I, or we've made, but like we were very impressionable at that point. Uh, John Feldman was the singer of Goldfinger, a band that we all like really loved. On our first record deal, he would, could have told us to do anything. We'd have probably been like, all right. Also one of Greg's favorite bands too. Yeah. yeah. So when he At was like, I remember he pulled me aside. And he was like, you guys don't need two guitar players. Like this guy, like he's just, he's great. I love Greg. Uh, but like story of the year should be just be four people. You know, he did the same thing to the used. He's like, mm-hmm. you guys need to just be four people because they originally had two guitar players. Mm-hmm.
3: Hey, I appreciate y'all sticking with me. <laughs> but Please anyway, you know. so like, hey, what he actually <laughs> said was, you guys should be a three piece with no drums. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: But anyway, I think Feldman could have, I, I know that played a very big role in it. Not to like, it's been, it's been 20 years. I'm not trying to like blame anybody or anything, but like that's part of the equation too. Because the four of us, we knew. Even, we're like, we're even, like, no, this is our band. But it was he was new to the band. So we didn't know. Even know? with Phil, Feldman and management were like, you don't need anybody else.
1: Please don't. Yeah. If he is, it's he like, needs. Don't, don't get another guy.
2: Yeah. And Feldman was like, dude, he can't be on your contracts. Like he just needs to be a hire on. Mm-hmm. Other people in our world were saying that like you guys like don't, Go down this road, blah blah. So it's like it wasn't anything personal necessarily to Greg or to anybody else. It was just like a business, like it was business to those people, you know. It's yeah. like you can do this with four people. Why pay a fifth member? Why have a fifth plane ticket? A fifth this, a fifth that, a fifth personality, a fifth vote, blah blah. it will be so much easier if it's just four of you guys. People told us that shit from the beginning, you know.
0: And it's true, but there there was just something like.
2: I'm just trying to say yeah. it's not, it's not like anything Greg really did wrong. Right. No, it's yeah. just
3: over that time span, we just found that the working relationship wasn't as cohesive as yeah, we yeah. wanted it to be. Yeah. Yeah. It is what it is.
2: Yeah. He, he was really fun to be around, like, yeah. s- especially yeah. on like those, uh, Goldfinger tours and stuff. Yeah. Touring oh, was great. Yeah. yeah. He
3: was fun Do on you, the road. You remember the time <laughs> he was too long for our van, but <laughs> I. <laughs> we were, we were somewhere on the East coast. It was one of those Goldfinger runs, and Greg was the overnight driver mm-hmm. that night. And I remember, like, we had to be somewhere at a certain point in time. And I remember waking up, and it was like daylight out, and we're <laughs> on the side of the road, yes. and Greg is <laughs> sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. And I woke up and I go, Where are we? Oh, I just got tired, so I just pulled over. <laughs> yeah. And you didn't wake anybody up to like, let's, yeah, yeah. let's just keep just going, pulled man. over, and went to sleep. Dude, do you remember in the <laughs> it van? It was hilarious, dude. We were like, holy fuck, dude. We have to go. It's like five
2: hours later. <laughs> yeah. There was a, in, in the van, I was driving. He lit one of those fucking, not the little firecrack, like the M80s, like the big ones. In, in yeah. the van. In the van, and it blew, he threw it up in the front while I was driving. It blew up oh right next to my ear. Oh, I forgot <laughs> that. Dude, I couldn't hear out of my ear for almost a month. like, you, like We were obsessed with fireworks there yeah. on those tours. Dude, but a month, I couldn't hear. So now if I was like as neurotic as I can be about like health and shit now, if I couldn't hear now, oh, I dude. would be losing my fucking mind. <laughs> and then I was just like, oh, f- Damn it. All right. What are we going to eat? You know? It's <laughs> like I can't hear anymore, but it's all right. I'm hungry. Yeah. Back uh, Now I'd be at the fucking emergency room. I'd be everywhere <laughs> trying to get like robots to scan my ear and make sure I'd... Dude, and I was... Dude, we were do... so... I'd be... That's my... amazing. Yeah. But it... at the
0: time, we were so fucking wild. That was like, it's like uh, <laughs> That was the same tour that we... I'm deaf lit. now. You
2: got me.
1: You know? <laughs> same tour that we lit. Darren from Goldfinger's <laughs> drums with the fucking yeah. the fireworks. Yeah. yeah. And almost got kicked and off. Yeah. Almost, yeah. Feldman almost fired us from from everything we've ever
0: did but uh, also the same tour where we ran out of gas <laughs> and was, yeah dan and i ran I mean, out of yeah, gas yeah, yeah that was a tour and then <laughs> we had to go up to the end you know, of the next exit or whatever with a gas can and try to get gas I think
3: greg it, run did that
0: yeah greg's like i can just run up there and we're like we're all standing on the side of the highway like looking left and right we're, we're, we're like, like,
1: like dude i think there's an exit that way i don't know there's nothing like, in sight what do you mean run up there he's like well i got my running shoes i could just i just literally run. He like took his shirt off and everything and like yeah, just yeah. started running down the highway yeah. at six in the morning. Well, that
3: was yeah. also back another thing with Greg is like with means he had like the first GPS you could put in a car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like- yeah. Oh yeah, He looked
1: it up on there. He's like, there's a gas station two yeah, miles it was that, that way. Big
3: ass fucking thing. It was the size of like a brick. You put yeah, it, was it on all, like, it was your like your like dash. A, like a child football.
2: Yeah. That yeah. was the first one of those any of us had ever seen. It was like a
3: Garmin something. You had to pay monthly for it. Like it was a whole thing. This man's from the future. (laughs)
2: Yeah. Yeah. How'd you get this thing? (laughs) He was also really good at talking to fans too. You remember that? Yeah. Like he would always like just be talking to eight different people, talking to babes and stuff and just like (laughs) making friends with the most random fucking people ever, dude. He was so good at all that stuff.
1: He really enjoyed the time that he was in our band. Yeah. It was a great moment in our history and it led us to be where we are but uh yeah there's no way that that would have worked if he would have stayed in the band so
0: it's definitely something that like for the longest time was just tough to deal with you know and reestablishing friendships and all that kind of shit but like
2: but, dude but see, seeing him though like you know I saw him like way before the live stream stuff like years before mm-hmm. that like I saw him at the baseball game like um, what's the the fucking the restaurant that's in the middle of like bus- Ballpark Village yeah ballpark yeah, yeah. sorry yeah, his band was playing there.
0: Yeah, Feel Good Inc. They're a fucking amazing cover band.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was super cool. And like, yeah. that's, that's just like a huge testament to that dude's personalities. Like, throughout, like, I know that for a fact that wasn't easy on him. And his first instinct is just to, to be fucking cool. Yeah. You know? And I it's saw like, him at
3: my work's uh, Christmas party we had one year at Cyberg's. Mm-hmm. And I walked out into the, the main bar and I looked on stage and went... Holy shit! There's Greg. Yeah, and like Uncle Mike was up there, and I was like, "Son of a bitch!"
1: Yeah, and, and he was then, probably
3: cool as fuck, right? Oh no, yeah, and then they yeah. had like a break, and I saw him and yeah. talked to him for like a half hour, and they're, "Oh, we gotta go back up." I was that like, right, cool? Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, I forgot he came to a fuck off and die show at some point, and I just totally remember this, but uh, awesome. he was at the bar and he's like, "Should we do a shot or is that like weird? Do you not want to do a shot with me?" <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like Greg. I was like, "No, let's fucking
0: do a shot." I was like, "It's fucking good to see you, man. What a good dude." Another thing we should mention when Ryan and I did the, uh, we did that documentary about the music industry, whatever, one of the Kickstarter rewards or whatever you want to call it was you could uh, get a personalized gold plaque. It was, I forgot how much it was, you know, to, to, at that tier or whatever. But he, he texted me out of the blue and was like, Hey, is it weird if I like support your documentary and get that and get one of those plaques? And I was like, um, it's weird that you would just give me money. Yes. Like, I think that's really fucking weird. So i've never thought about this because i'm an asshole but like why don't we just order that and you just get the plaque because you of course you should have one of those fucking plaques and he's yeah, like yeah no man i think the project's actually fucking awesome i want to support you guys like so uh, how about i just do that i just i want the plaque like you know and his whole thing with that and this is like something he he's talked about leading up to you know his final days that he thought about the band and his time and story of the year is something that he was always afraid his kids would be like, oh, that's those fucking stories my dad used to tell. And, like, there's no, mm-hmm. like, it's not like it is now where everything you do is online and there's just, yeah, yeah. like, paper trail for everything we all do. It was early days. So it could, to his kids, sound like a big fucking fish story, you know? So he he wanted more than anything for his kids to know that he was cool. That yeah, he yeah. was, like, a cool yeah, yeah. dad. That he... Yeah did cool... He was in a rock band. It wasn't all just like, oh, my dad was in some kind of fucking band. Mm -hmm. He wanted them to know that shit. So part of his legacy to his kids was having something like that, that
3: gold record or... I didn't know that. That's awesome that he... So he has it? That actually... Did it happen? Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome.
2: Dude, and what else is cool too... That's amazing. um, I know you've been talking with Jordan about this too, but I have all of our old old hard drives. Mm -hmm. Everything. All of our tapes, everything. I have it in storage. So Jordan wants to take it... uh, and like make a documentary kind of like for his family, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think that's super, that's awesome. Super fucking cool, man. Just, I don't know. I, I want to selfishly just want to see all this stuff. Cause it'd just be like yeah. super cool. But, um, you know, 20 minutes ago we were talking about perspective and that's, that also I think is uh worth mentioning is that like, as much as any of us are like, it's like our fucking life's work and will be our legacy to humanity is like shit that we create and leave behind. And, all of us in this room, this is like the biggest deal to us, but you know, having kids and a family and shit like that really puts stuff in perspective. And I know Greg is like, was like an amazing fucking dad and you know, and like, I think that was part of like, I don't want to say like the healing process, but like, I think just that perspective is like, there's way more to life than just like this band I was a part of, you know what I'm Mm -hmm, saying? mm -hmm. Like I got this, this beautiful family. I have like an awesome career. I have an awesome wife, blah, blah, you know, this band was something I did for a year and a half, uh, two years, whatever. And now I'm just like, it's not the, it's, it, it's not the most important thing in my life anymore. And now it's just like a cool memory, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think, I think, you know, if he was like some struggling musician just kind of alone, like still just like trying to make it and stuff, like it would be a totally different story. I think sto- Greg's, yeah, yeah. I think Greg's story worked out like fucking beautifully, you know? Yeah. Like he still made music, he had an awesome fucking family, successful business, a Beautiful kids. Like, in the game of life, like, Greg Hopped fucking won. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. it's pretty beautiful. Like, the shit that really matters, the guy fucking won, you know? Yeah.
0: Awesome. Dude, speaking of his kids, I've told this story before, but uh, my wife and I had a, a party a few years ago, pre-pandemic, and Greg and his wife and his kids were, like, the first people that showed up. It was Cinco de Mayo, so it was, like, uh, noon till midnight, whatever. They came over at, like, 1201. And he's like, is it weird that we're the first people? Like, brought a bottle of tequila, did the whole thing, brought the kids. So it was just his family and us for, like, two hours. That's awesome. And his kids were insane in the backyard, like, (laughs) immediately with our dogs and shit. And his oldest kid was such a little mini Greg. Like, within 20 minutes of being there, I look out the window, and his kid has, like, a 12-foot piece of my gutter in his hand. (laughs) Then he's, like, standing on top of the air conditioner, like, putting rocks down it. (laughs) <laughs> like, like yelling and stuff. And Greg saw, I was like, dude, check out your kid. And he, all he did was laugh. He he yelled at him, but like while laughing, like, Henry, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> you got to put that down, you know? And it was like such an unreasonable, why would you ever do that at someone else's house, Greg moment. Yeah. That it was, it was just like seeing you with your kids. I'm yeah. pointing at Ryan. Yeah. Like. Oh, well, here it is. This is beautiful <laughs> in a way. Like, yeah. I'm not even remotely mad. This is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's awesome. You think yep. you guys started getting along more because like
1: you quit the band for those years and then because you started yeah. hanging out with Greg Moore. Yeah. And we didn't see him that often, you know, like we would just rarely see him, but maybe he was like bonding more with you because it was like, we both used to be in the band. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: I never thought about that because it was, I always it was like, Adam hangs out with Greg now. I was like, that's
0: different. Yeah. We also live right down the street yeah, from each other. Guys it's interesting. You moved down that way too. Man. What a Dude yep it still isn't fully real you know what i mean it's very surreal to me especially because like you said i've hung out with him more
2: yeah the difference between this and matt though is like i feel like in our live stream i actually got like closure Mm -hmm. like i was like yeah matt's thing was like oh it's gone you're good no i was hanging out with matt outside in the parking lot of my climbing gym uh i met him there for something and he's like, dude, it's gone, you know? It's, you know, and he was so happy, and he was just talking about, Oh, like, the cancer's gone. Yeah, it's, like, yeah. it's gone. It's, like, you know, all these changes he's gonna make in his life, and all this stuff, like, the lessons he learned about, like, what really doesn't matter and all that. He, was, he had, like, some big things he was gonna do, and he was so fucking happy, you know, and relieved. And then it was just like, oh, it's back, you know? Fuck. And then, uh, you know, it, I don't know. Greg's stuff, <sighs> at least, like, I, maybe it's just the circular... You know, like, coming back, everything coming full circle, like, we're all in a room together playing, and that was part of it, too. I'm sure that amplified the emotion of it, but, like, at least with Greg, like, I felt closure, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we all sat there
1: and talked for a couple hours that night. Yeah.
3: Yeah, and then when we rehearsed, like, it wasn't just, hey, you played this song and you left our rehearsal, like...
1: And it was pretty clear to me, like, he knew that, like, he didn't have a whole lot of time Mm -hmm. because he kept making jokes and stuff, and it was like, he's like, when I'm dead, you know, and I'm like, fuck, dude, that's heavy, but... But like, we were all like, yeah, you know, it's cool. We're just talking, having fun. And it, But it was an awesome night. I'd never saw him since then, but.
0: Dude, you know. that, speaking of him, you know, having that sense of humor until his dying breath, I went over uh to probably three weeks ago now and hung out for like nine hours at his house. And there were a bunch of people there, Rob Tweedy from Adair and. Tom Lambrew, folks I mentioned earlier, a bunch of, it was like, just like, you know, I remember the last few days with my dad where everybody shows up to kind of like say their piece or, you know, see somebody for the last time. It was dozens of people in and out all day. We hung out the whole time and Greg would like, he'd go upstairs and like take a nap and come back down down and hang out. It was like everyone kind of mourning as a group. Mm -hmm. It's almost like a pre-memorial in a way, but he was there for it. But the whole time, it's not like he sat around and just moped. We'd be sitting on the porch and he's got a blanket. The dude's like 140 pounds. He's six foot three or something. So like his normal weight was like over 200, you know, it just like skin and bones out there with a, a blanket and just like asking me questions about stuff with us. He's like, so uh, what's it like? Uh, so what's the recording process like? Just like barely enough energy to get the sentence out, but he was still very interested in like what's going on now, mm-hmm. you know, just as curious and whatever as, as he ever was. And just as goofy and stupid also as he ever was, like, we all took a picture together. I told you guys this. We all took a picture together with him in a chair, literally looking like he could die at any moment, you Mm -hmm. know? And I made a joke to him knowing that he still had that sense of humor. After we took the pictures, I was like, you want to take another one? Like, I kind of look like shit in that one. I'm going to be honest. (laughs) And he goes, dude, that's funny. Hey, I make this really good dead guy face and Megan fucking hates it. Watch. Okay, everybody turn around. <laughs> and he made everyone turn around. <laughs> and he goes, okay, now look. And, <laughs> and we looked back over and he was going, uh. <laughs> <laughs> head, lean back, mouth, gaping. He goes, no, it's really good. Keep looking. <laughs> oh
4: making God. this like,
0: he looks like, you know, a uh, poltergeist guy, you know. Oh, and, God. Yeah. And he just Let thought- Let me and Yeah, it was okay. so fucking funny. Like, it's still Greg, yeah. you know, like yeah. painkillers just like- Every, you know, everything fucking hurts, but he was still Greg. Yeah. <laughs>
2: wow. Yeah. That was amazing. It's amazing and just fucking brave. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. And he would he would talk about shit and you would be like,
0: yeah, this is happening. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'll see that. I don't know. I don't feel like I'm going to die tomorrow, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, and he would just talk about things so matter of fact yeah, yeah. like that and just be like, hopefully
3: I can see that. I mean, that episode's coming on tomorrow, so.
0: Exactly. Like, yeah. I think we were talking about a TV show and he, he was like- yeah, yeah. I like to, you know, find time to watch that. Like, who knows? Yeah. Fucking crazy. A dude that young, just. I I know that like the long haul of the chemo and the cancer and everything probably gave him time to get there, but still, like you said, fucking bravery. You know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess
3: it's just how. I mean, your personality is like I guess. Yeah. When it comes to that time and like you know what's happening, I mean, you could to choose two paths Mm -hmm. like still be yourself or you know sit there and be solemn just fully check out yeah
1: yeah yeah. yeah. gotta be like this is happening here i am yeah what happens now we'll figure it out later
0: greg was just clearly uh that dude who looked at it like you know with full awareness and acceptance of the fact that his life was coming to an end but he was gonna continue to be greg Mm -hmm. till the day he died. Pun yep. very much intended
2: <laughs> yeah it's one thing that separates from, separates us from all the other animals is we're the only animal that's aware of its own mortality you know what I'm saying to be human is to be fucking brave you know we're all dying no one gets out of here alive but to know when you're dying or that it's happening mm. soon
3: yeah
2: he handled that with fucking grace is yeah. what I'm trying to say it you would know?
3: be real hard to not like be like morose
2: about it all the time yeah it would be hard or just like, why me? Yeah. Especially his situation, for what I understand, like the way, like it's pretty rare, like his specific yeah. form, yeah. you know? Yeah. You know, so it's like, I'm sure that's all part of the, the, the process is that stage where you're just like, why the fuck me, you know? Yeah. And it's like the hard to bring it all the way back to the beginning, the beginning, like, you know, like I'm, I take care of myself. Like I eat good. i fucking do everything I'm supposed to do. I just, It could be me fucking tomorrow could be you, could be any of us. That's why I take prostate health pills. It's fucking scary, man. It could be anybody, you know? Any one of us, anytime. Yeah. Then there's motherfuckers that- It will be. Yeah, I point. mean, but it, like, my point is it Inevitably, could- Inevitably. Be tomorrow, you will know? It like, yeah. It's weird, like, this is like the most fucking basic statement anyone's ever made, but like, we all know people who has a grandpa that, you know, is eaten bacon and eggs and smoked two packs of cigarettes and fucking whiskey every day and lived to be 101, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah. And then you got mm-hmm. a dude like Greg. They that- only smoked a half a pack a day. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. I know. It's just...
1: Never a smoker.
2: It's crazy, man. Never
1: yeah. a drinker in the early days either. Not really. Like when mm-hmm. I didn't drink, we we didn't drink. Yeah. To me and
3: Ryan. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. and look at
0: you guys. Hey, Pictures of health. Speaking, <laughs> of, speaking <laughs> of things <laughs> of Greg didn't do, last thing on, uh, yes, on Greg, and we'll wrap it up. A good one. So he wasn't like a church kid or anything, but he didn't cuss he didn't curse he was he a little more wholesome, wholesome than we were yeah he decided at some point he just wasn't going to and he stuck to that so especially we- that era we
2: were fucking savages
0: dude yeah yeah oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we had pentagrams on our Big Blue monkey <laughs> shirts and shit yeah. like yeah. dude
1: we didn't give a fuck about anything yeah we were so, lighting shit on fire like just running around naked and so, that's when he joined the band
0: yeah yeah <laughs> so he didn't do that but we eventually broke him like not on purpose but yeah it was during, I think, playing Halo and being around us, uh-huh. just cussing like sailors all the time. He We're like,
1: ah, motherfucker! And he'd be like, yeah, heck!
3: <laughs> and he, yeah, he would say some guys literally <laughs> say
0: stuff like heck and be like, oh, gosh! Oh, darn it! You know, but then... Gosh, darn it. I heard that so many times. Eventually, yeah. he, it started to just leak out, but he didn't just switch from not cursing and, you know, substituting with gosh to saying fuck. He, like, transitioned so he would say them together and the thing he would... Say repeatedly when he would he'd get shot or something he'd get sniped in Halo and he'd be like, oh, "Shit, gosh darn it!" <laughs> <laughs> shit, gosh darn it! Yeah. And then we uh, eventually broke him and he just started cussing like a fucking sailor. But yeah, <laughs> it is weird just the environment of just him
1: being with us over like a six month period. Yeah, just naturally he started cussing because he couldn't help it.
3: Oh yeah, it's part of that happens daily with vernacular. any group
0: of people you're with. Yeah,
3: you, just, he, uh, you morph
1: into these people. But yeah.
0: He had this band though, the OFR that Dan referenced earlier, that was like this funny punk band, pop punk, kind of just like goofy band. And it was so Greg, like to the core, like they were a fucking cartoon of a band, but they were really good, you know, for the kind of band they were. And they had this song called Bugs and Drugs. And I don't remember where the name came from. Somebody told me at his house recently.
1: He told me, I don't remember, it was something about his high school, like a kid in his high school. Yeah, there's like a goth kid or something. It's even in the yeah, lyrics. Yeah, yeah. Like he ate bugs and drugs or something. I don't remember what it is. But, but it's, it's also
0: a reference to like a cartoon or something. Is shit. it? Yeah, I don't know. But, but uh it's hilarious. It's, like if you think about him being, you know, a nineteen year old pop punk kid and not cussing, and then you listen to the song, it's like, oh, that's Greg. Like it's <laughs> just an encapsulation of him at that moment. And it's
2: it's great. I think about Yeah!
0: What is that from? Didn't we actually?
1: I don't he know. His, that was from his, him. It was from him. He was like, dude, there's this video and uh, it's hilarious. And he started singing it to us one day. It's like, like Greg, an early YouTube uh, thing uh, or something. I don't know. Greg I had the internet. I
4: don't <laughs> <know>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's
1: right. It's like Googling an Indian it. like yeah. song. Like yeah. a, like a,
2: oh, oh. I was shooting. Said, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I was shooting a wedding. Uh, I was shooting a Hindu wedding and the fucking song came on. Yeah. And everyone, so everyone was like singing it and everyone was like, dancing. it's a classic song. Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, so. Maybe it was on YouTube at some point. It was something that he saw and he thought it was funny. Like the song just sounded funny to him. Yeah, because it
3: was like a weird like (laughs) dude doing it in in front of like a green screen. It was like a chocolate
1: rain kind of like dumb video where like 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 some guy's like doing the thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Bollywood meets YouTube in the early days. And then, yeah. 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 Interesting.
1: He used to sing it and we were all just laugh. Fucking A.
0: Fucking A, Greg. Fucking A, Greg. It's another quote that
1: we still say to this day. And we've fucking talked about it.
0: Yeah. At the house. That's awesome. (laughs) And his brother is a fu- he's a fucking weird dude. <laughs> Whatever, everything that's weird about Greg. Turn it up to eleven hundred. That's his brother. It's that's funny. He was always weirder Even than now, Greg. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Oh fuck! All right. Well, uh, let's wrap this up. This for sure will not be the last time we talk about Greg. Yeah. Yeah.
1: We'll
2: add some more stories
1: when we think of him. But uh,
2: he was an important piece absolutely. of uh, of our uh, important chapter in our book and our story in the story of the year yeah yes yeah man we
1: wouldn't be where we are without
0: that weird moment in time where greg hopped was our guitar player yeah yep we'll put a link in the show notes to the uh what is it GoFundMe yep. mm-hmm. campaign for the family because yep. again very young family and uh, he started that himself you know for his family because he was a small business owner it's not like the dude has a big pension or some kind of shit you know corporate life insurance to uh help sustain the family. So contribute to that if you can, we'll be doing the same. And again, the link is in the bio. If you want to follow our band, it's, uh, at bugs and drugs on all social media. Uh, (laughs) mine is all at the OFR sucks. Dan, I was going
1: to be at the OFR sucks. Wow. Mine's, uh, the GoFundMe page, whatever it is, go find it. That's where, that's where you find me at. Go find it. Go find him. Mine's
2: at you guys kick Greg out. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> not oh, not me.com.
0: Uh, <laughs> you know.
3: uh, mine's at disturbingthepeace.net. <laughs> nice. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Craig would love this ending. Yes.
0: And if you don't like Greg Hopped after this episode, then probably.
3: Suck one!
4: Smells like turpentine. Black makeup and his Marilyn Manson t-shirts suit him fine.